I'm Cody. And I'm Dana. And you're listening to the Goddamn Football Podcast. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. I get star status. Hey. Star status tonight. And we ain't stopping till they cut on the lights. That's right. It is Super Bowl Sunday. And Woo-hoo. we are here. We are here doing a double header, guys. Pre-game, post-game. Uh, lots and lots to talk about. Uh, pretty damn excited to really get to the post game after Brady shits the bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna make this pregame nice, short, and sweet. But we we got some good stuff that's not about Brady. Uh, what you got going on? How are we gonna get things kicked off, Cody? Uh, we're gonna talk about a list that I saw on Facebook of the ten most. Hated players in the NFL right now. I disagree with a lot of them. Um, saw something another thing on Facebook about uh, there was four old school running backs versus four new school running backs. I would like to know Dana's choice. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the 2021 Hall of Fame class. Um, I will. Get into my pre appreciation for two certain Hall of Famers. Um, we're going to talk about the Eagles Carson Wentz dilemma, and then the Super Bowl preview and our pick, not picks, pick. Um, first, uh, we're going to talk about the list of the ten most hated players in the NFL right now. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Number three, Jamal Adams. Number four, Michael Thomas. Number five, Juju Smith-Schuster. Number six, Chase Claypool. Number seven, Dak Prescott. Number eight, Jalen Ramsey. Number nine, Odell Beckham Jr. Number ten, Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about that list, Dana? Um, honestly, I'm not surprised. You know, a lot of those players are the more successful players, and they're under the microscope the most. Um, I'm guilty of definitely hating at least one of those players, the, the number one most hated. I agree. Everybody hates Tom Brady because he's, he's won too many. Yeah, and because of this year. But it's because he's won so many championships, yet you can just look at his play, and he's not the reason that he's winning and getting in these championships. At least you can make that argument. Um, but there's got to be something, because I don't think that it's coincidence that you're in, you're playing in what his ninth Super Bowl, tenth, tenth Super Bowl. He's playing in his tenth Super Bowl. There's no fucking way that's coincidence. <laughs> Obviously, he's talented enough. But I just hate the fact that even when he's not playing up to his standards, even when he's not talented enough, somehow his team always bails him out. And there's got to be something to his influence on the team that gets them to that game. You know, it can't just be Belichick. And obviously he proved it in his first year away from Belichick. You know, uh, he's got some sort of it factor. That he can will his team to the damn Super Bowl sometimes. 
I hate him. Fuck Brady. Yeah, um, I agree with number one. And then number seven, Dak Prescott, I hate, but that's just because he's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Dak personally. Right. It has I, nothing to do with Dak the football player. It's yep. just got to do with the fact that he's a, he's a Cowboys quarterback, so I got to hate you. That's I, just the rules. Yep, I agree right there, too. Uh, everybody hates Cowgirls quarterback, so. Um, there's a player I think is definitely missing from that list, in my opinion. Um, that's just because he's gone quiet in recent years, but he's still a dirty player, in my opinion. He's always been a dirty player, and that's Indomitian Sue, de- defensive tackle. He's uh, It seems like he's always playing on teams that are in big-time games versus the Packers. And he's always finding a way to do something dirty. When he makes a hit, he'll get up and kick somebody, or he'll trip somebody, or he'll try. He's actually been known to try and give players wedgies and shit. Like that motherfucker is just dirty. Like, what are you doing? It's not even playing games or nothing. Like you're just out there being like playing like a teenager with an attitude when you're a grown ass man. Have some self control. So if you're listening, you got a spot on my team any day. <laughs> I'll take you. Um, Cody likes teenagers with attitude. I like, <laughs> I, I like grown-ass men and ain't afraid to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Anyways, um, there's, I mean, Tom Brady's really just the only guy that I hate, really. And honestly, I don't hate him as much as I as I, as I used to when he was was New England. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, let's move on. I hate him more. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Dana. Old school: Marshawn Lynch, Ladainian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson, and Frank Gore versus Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry. Who would you? What four running backs would you choose? I'm just a couple years older than you, but I feel like that makes all the difference because when I picture Ladainian Tomlinson, Marshawn Lynch, like fucking Frank Gore. Peterson, like, holy shit, Adrian Peterson, if they were, if I had a dream team, like, are we talking all those running backs on one team, or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness, so, the, I guess the hard part is in today, like, in today's NFL, or just all time, I don't know, I don't even know, um, I'm, I'm leaning much more towards old school, but yet um, you made a compelling argument off the air, and I'm going to let you kind of speak for your approach on new school. If, if you if I had to choose, though, it's going to be old school. Um, I'm going to choose new school just because of the versatility and being able to catch the football. Um, because, you know, the old school, I would have a hard time of using all of them players at once. New school, I can argue that you can put all four of them, all four of them running backs on the field at one time. I agree there. That's the big reason why I'm like, man, if 
I had them all on one team, new school, you definitely have the option to put them all on the team on the field at, at the same time, like you said, like, and that would be pretty unstoppable. But I also think like if you had Lynch, Thomason, Peterson, and Gore all on the field at the same time, you know, you could really design a whole new offense. Not even necessarily new. You could literally go like so old school, like back in the days of Super Bowl One, where it was like, you know, just complete downhill running, and you could be running basically like a high school offense, just constantly putting your wings in motion, uh, and you could run the ball, basically pick your poison, four different guys who were so talented. Um, you literally wouldn't have to pass. You could just run the ball, and the way defenses are built in the NFL, they couldn't couldn't handle that, in my opinion. Let them stack the box and try and stop the run when you've got, like, all these giant men in there, you know, the whole game, and they're all that talented. Yeah, I just just think that that if you put them all in the field at once, that new school is much more scarier. Because of versatility and like Kamara, Kamara and McCaffrey both are just like even Cook really. Not as, not Cook, not so much Cook as Kamara and McCaffrey, but I mean they're like receivers. I mean they can go out and play receiver. McCaffrey's done it. I mean that's part of the Carolina Panthers. What Carolina Panthers do with with McCaffrey, moving around formation on the outside and the slot. You know, in the backfield. Well, he might even line up a tight end sometimes. I don't know. Uh, but I know he can do it all. And, and and don't get me wrong. As far as pure playing, pure running back, old school is probably better. Um, but I, 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 find, I find it hard to have all of them, all four of them on the field at once and and for that to scare teams, while new school, I think, would have defensive coordinators up all night. I can agree there, especially <clears throat> in today's NFL. Yep. Um, as long as you know, you give me a a good quarterback, and I, I think the coordinators will be sweating that all night long. Um. Anyways, we gonna go ahead and go to the next subject here. I just saw that, saw them two things on Facebook. I thought they were interesting. I wanted to talk about it. Um, I'd like to say congratulations to the 2021 class, um, Hall of Fame class. Um, it's very star-studded. Um, Carl Allen Fanica, Tom Flores, Megatron, John Lynch, um, the Goat, Peyton Manning, Bill Nunn, Drew Pearson, and Charles Woodson. Um, all legends. All, uh, I mean. Yeah, I'm very happy for Peyton, Calvin, and Chuck Woodson. Like, those three especially are my favorites out of the group. But, I mean, they're all amazing. Um, I mean, just- Alan Fanica, I mean, he was the... When I'm pretty sure when I first started watching football, he's the best guard in football. Yeah. I do definitely remember playing Madden and stuff. 
and him being like a 95 overall or something and always mm-hmm. wanting him on my team. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was some of the other awards you wanted to talk about? Uh, of course. I mean, the ESPYs. So uh, I want to definitely mention the the big three in terms of offense. Um, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. We all knew that was coming. Uh the big thing I want to talk about in terms of that is nothing to do with his fact that he won MVP. It's the fact that he announced he was fucking engaged in his speech. He thanks everybody and says he wants to thank his fiance and says he got engaged. And the media blew up. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, you missed that. Um, gosh, I forget her name now. I do remember seeing something, but I didn't know it was made a big deal about it like that. I wasn't I wasn't made aware of that. He announced he was engaged uh, during his speech. Um, what's her name? I know who, exactly who she is. She was the the star. In Divergent, the female star. Um, What's Divergent? The movie Divergent. It was a big series. <laughs> She's also the star of the show uh, Big Little Liar. That may be. Shailene Woodley. There it is. So congratulations to Aaron Rodgers for getting engaged with Shailene Woodley. Um... I'm no one to judge. I do just want to point out what a lot of people are thinking and not saying. It seems awfully soon after breaking up with Danica. Um, I don't even know how long you guys have been dating, and you're in a long-distance relationship from what I read and hear, so obviously I have no clue what actually is going on in your personal life, Aaron. Um, But... Seems like you've probably been dating for six months or less. I guess that's how it works in Hollywood, though. <laughs> yep. All I know is she's smoking hot, so uh, if you're engaged already, it must be good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, obviously I want to point out, uh, I don't want to overshadow um, his MVP or anything with his engagement, because uh, I do think the mo- the media has done that quite a bit. I mean, he had one of the best statistical seasons in NFL history, only topped by himself, to be honest, uh, in 2011. So uh, congrats again on the MVP. Uh, congrats to Derrick Henry on a hell of an offensive performance uh, in the season-winning Offensive Player of the Year. And then another heartfelt congrats to Alex Smith. Uh, watching that documentary on what he went through after breaking his leg, it's just very um, encouraging and uplifting to see somebody come back and be able to start, you know, um, great, great story. Uh, um, back to Aaron Rodgers, did you say he had the greatest season ever? I said one of the greatest. <laughs> no, definitely not necessarily the greatest. Okay. One of the greatest NFL seasons as a, as a quarterback of all time. Uh, and, you know, he his only, in terms of 
quarterback rating. The only better season in NFL history was 2011 of his own. So he's got the top two quarterback ratings of all time in the NFL since it's been a stat. Peyton's got the uh, touchdown record and yards record. Yes. He did them both in the same season. Yep. I was I was I was gonna argue with you on that one. <laughs> nope, nope. I think that's next year for Rogers. Um I think he's gonna break that record next year. He's gonna get over everybody thinks it's crazy, there's no way he's gonna have another MVP season. Bold prediction here. Uh Rogers is going back to back MVPs and next year he's gonna top himself. That's quite a bold prediction, bro. <laughs> yep. Anyways, um I wanna talk about two Hall of Famers. Or going to be Hall of Famers um, that never played for my team, so there's no bias. But I am very, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but they're, I mean, I believe Peyton Manning, I've said it before on this show, I believe he's the GOAT. And and then I want to talk about Calvin Johnson, who I believe is a non-quarterback goat. Um, them, them two guys just were so amazing to watch, and I just, I know they probably will never listen to this show, but I just, I just would like to tell them it was such an honor to watch their careers and watch how how great they were. Um, it, it was, it, it's. It's so fun watching greatness. <laughs> it sure is. Um, to me, there's nothing better. It's funny that you can be that good and not be hated, right? Aaron Rodgers, top ten hated. You know, Tom Brady, number one hated because they're so successful, right? Well, Peyton Manning was never fucking hated. Mm-mm. Dude was just always happy, always uh, witty, had good jokes, had ways to relate to people, empathetic, um, you know, <laughs> and just his willpower to run the show was so bought into that nobody questioned it, you know, and that's not out of him being arrogant, that was just out of respect, he earned it all. And you know, you always hear people say, you know, you fans love these athletes, but really these athletes are, are real assholes in real life. And and I, and I believe that, and I, I mean, that's probably true. Yeah. But I think Peyton Manning is one of them that that's not true. Yep. I think he would be, I mean, he's like the guy you would want to go to fucking out to lunch with, you know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Or go have a beer with. Um, and I also just from one other angle a lot of those players who you know might get that bad rap and stuff like I kind of don't blame you as well because I know if I was super successful and all people want to do is talk shit about me I'm not really going to give them the time of day either you know I'm going to focus on the positivity so you know, I, oh yeah, I know. I, I I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, having a low moment and maybe 
lashing out at somebody who's talking shit about you, um, that's human. Not that I'm like that, because I try not to be, um, but I definitely see it all the time out of people I love, even, and I don't judge. I'm like, you know, you're getting a lot of shit thrown at you. You're bound to crack sometime. I mean, even, even... It's not even really about people talking shit about you. Just being out in public and all of a sudden everybody's just surrounding you. Like, oh, can I have your autograph? Yeah, I mean. Right in your face and shit. Yeah, that's overwhelming. It's yeah. like, have some respect, but you can't really say that because they, you know, they're fans. You got to recognize who you are, too. You got to know yourself. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Calvin Johnson, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people talk about Rice being the greatest ever, but. I just, Calvin Johnson was a different animal, and yep. he played on a shitty fucking team, and... Yep, I agree. Um, the Lions did him dirty, just like they did Barry Sanders. Yeah. Honestly, just like Matthew Stafford, but at least Stafford's getting out and getting traded. Because it's a new league now, players can do that. Johnson didn't really think he could do that, he can't just... And he didn't want to, he was proud of the Lions. You know, proud because... The, the city of Detroit loved him and cherished him more than his own ownership and team. Like, come on. Um, I, I, to Barry. I, I, I've, read, I've read stuff that he wanted out, and that's why he retired, because they wouldn't let him out. That does not surprise me. Um, it's a different league now. And I know uh, prior to or the deadline, the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they tried to trade for Calvin Johnson, and um, it's like imagine. And, it, he, and there was a, a rumor. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but rumor has it there was. I mean, there was a deal done, and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, but, it makes you wonder how the team thinks about that. You know, did they learn their lesson? Did the Lions think like, is that why they're letting Stafford get go essentially? Did they learn their lesson? They're like, all right, we're 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 not going to hold back somebody who could potentially go out somewhere else and have success just because we want to force them to play for our team. If they don't want to be here, then so be it. You know, you know, now that you say that, I mean, that makes kind of makes sense because I read that uh, Calvin had a meeting with, for the first time since he retired, since he walked off the field, he had a meeting with the Lions ownership. So, I find that a pretty big coincidence that, you know, Stafford got traded and he's willing to make amends and let bygones be bygones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Possibly get put in the Lions Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Maybe that's a statement that the Lions are trying to, to, you know, uh, better themselves. We'll see. Um, I want to see what they do with this blockbuster trade. You know, golf's probably not their answer, but they sure got a bunch of good picks. They could build a pretty damn solid team. It's not like they were that far away. They had a lot of talent. Just got to get the defense shored up. If it was me, I'd just turn around and trade golf myself. I'd, I'd trade him for something else. I mean, what's golf worth? I mean, third, fourth round pick, why not? I suppose, yeah, why not, yeah. <laughs> you can use that to move up in this draft and be the quarterback you want. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, let's go on to the uh, 
Eagles training Carson Wentz. Looks like that's set in stone now. Um, I'll let David talk a little bit about this, his opinions on this, before I uh, I add on. Go ahead, Dan. So, my biggest thing on Carson Wentz is, like, we talked about this outside of the show, but I just feel like the team never really showed, like, that they were buying into him 100%. You know, i sure they fired Doug Peterson, but why wouldn't Sirianni come out and say he's our guy then? Uh, he didn't. Like you, we mentioned in the, the, the last show, he was non-committal, and you found that interesting. Um, and I found that interesting. You know, and Carson found that interesting. Uh, if... I'm supposed to be the guy, then why am I not the guy? That being said, I totally see where, from an ownership perspective, like Jalen Hurts showed some promise. We got to at least make this a quarterback competition because, I mean, he's our future investment. Like, why not make Wentz or Hurts earn it? Uh, totally see both sides. And because of that, I think it's a lose-lose situation. I think Eagles are better off trading him. Um, And they might benefit a shit ton from it by getting some great picks. And uh, Jalen Hurts looks promising, but then they might, you know, shit the bed if Jalen Hurts comes out and after... You know, blitz, uh, defenses really start blitzing him heavy and start game planning against his weaknesses. He might all of a sudden get exposed and not be as good as everybody thinks he is. We'll see. You know, in terms of that. And then my last bit about the whole trade is, uh, where does he wind up? And last I heard and was reading reports, there were two teams in high contention: the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. If I had to pick, if I was Carson Wentz, I'd be all in for the Colts. Um, I just think they're a better team. I think they're a better situation. I mean, you saw what Phillip Rivers did. He came out and made a playoff run. did pretty well. And Carson is definitely younger, uh, just as talented as Phillip. So there's no reason to think, as long as Colts can retain most of those good receivers and stuff that Carson couldn't step right in and be successful again. Um, That being said, Bears definitely have some talent. In fact, I've always felt like scary talent, like they're just a good, solid quarterback away from hanging right in there because their defense is always solid. Um, So, I don't know, you know, I just feel like the Bears are kryptonite for quarterbacks, though. That's my thing is, like, even though they got all that talent and stuff, if I'm Carson, I'm like, I'm staying away from the Bears. Their fucking quarterbacks are cursed for some reason. <laughs> they always have these really talented quarterbacks, and they turn them into mush. They're nothing. Cutler, garbage, and he was so talented. Could have been something amazing, but for some reason... And something. the funny thing is, is Cutler's the greatest Bears quarterback of all time. Right. Yep. It's not even close. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. Like, so, you know, I'm going to let you say your your piece. That's pretty um, much all I got. 
first of all, I'll, I'll go on the whole where he goes. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a foregone conclusion he's going to Chicago. Um, because originally, from what my people were telling me, originally the Eagles weren't even really taking calls. And then they started getting quite a few calls. And then I Roseman went from, well, we'll listen to, well, we're going to trade him, but we want. Well, you know what triggered it, right? Stafford. Yeah, that's what I'm getting yeah, to. Like the we thing. want we want the, the Matthew Stafford package. Yep. Which he ain't going to get. But he's smart by doing that because, I mean, it's just like going out and buying a car. Yep. Uh, you know, he's on got the streets. Now. You, you're always going to try to talk him down. Right. So he knows, like, let me set the bar high because they're going to talk me down anyway. Yep. So, I mean, Howie Rosen was smart by doing that. He came out and said he wanted two firsts and a player. Um, the last, the last I heard, it was, um, it was Carson Wentz and a fourth for their first rounder this year, their third rounder next year. Tarek Cohen, who's coming off an ACL tear, but should be ready by opening day. Tariq Cohen, yeah. And Tariq Cohen. And then Nick Foles. Nick Foles would return back to Philly. Um, but she would be welcomed by fans. Oh, almost well, definitely. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I I got mixed feelings on this. Everybody knows I love I love Carson Wentz. He was my guy, and I I loved him before the Eagles even drafted him. Um, I watched the uh, the Senior Bowl that year in 2016, and he was in the Senior Bowl. That's when I fell in love with him. I, I said this kid's got talent. Is it North Dakota or South Dakota State? No, he came out of North Dakota State. North Dakota State, yeah. That program, man, they're just. Titans of, of that uh, division yeah. of the NCAA. Yeah, he was at that school for five years, and he's got five rings. Yeah. And you know Carson Wentz knows how to win. Like, that's yeah. all he does is know how to win. But NFL is a whole different beast. Oh, they yeah. Stay healthy, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. But he's got the talent. He knows how to read defenses. Uh, he's very intelligent. Um, there's... <laughs> I've always said that you just got to have a team that buys into you. That being said, uh, I want to see a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in Carson Wentz. And when everybody's up against you saying you're washed up, you're done, you need to come out and have your little woosah season this year upcoming after you get traded and tear it up. You know. Well, here's my thing. is, is there's, This isn't the first time these reports have come out. But these reports continue to come out saying that, that he's hard to coach. He wants things done his way. And in pro sports, that's just not the way to be. Yeah. Um, that's where I think the problem lies. So we'll see when he, when he, when he gets dealt in the coming years, if possibly Chicago or whoever has the same, has the same reports coming out. Makes because sense. 
If it does, then you know what the problem was. I mean, there's hard to coach, and then there's coaches who just don't have the balls to to say something because everybody says Aaron Rodgers is hard to coach. Well, yeah. Um, (laughs) Press Taylor, that's the way Press Taylor was, the guy that Doug Peterson wanted to go see. He would just let one. Reportedly, he would just let West just like, okay, well, not. Yeah, because he has no off. balls. Right, you got Frank stand up. Reich. Frank Reich, who's Indianapolis's coach, used to be our offensive coordinator. Was when we won the Super Bowl, and he's the opposite. But even he had admitted um, before that Carson was hard to coach. In my opinion, having a player who's hard to coach, who's passionate and talented, is a good thing because then it's a constant challenge. If you got a player who just wants to take everything out of your hands, um, to me, nobody's perfect. So you need to have that that conflict to get something that balances. Um, maybe we can talk about it in a future episode and stuff. But there needs to be tension on purpose, because if you always agree and you're always thinking the same way. People catch on to you. You know, you get pattern like, you get predictable. You need uh, some conflict in there to make sure that they're not just thinking one way; they're thinking multiple ways. We'll um, see. I, I I agree with you to a point, but like he's got to be able to budge. Right. You also got to be coachable. You can't just be my way or the highway. And and that seems to be what the problem is with him. Is that's how he's being. Especially since, you know, Nick Foles took his team over and won the Super Bowl, it seems like. Like, I know there was something. He w- he wouldn't run some certain plays because them were Nick Foles' plays. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. If he's like that, then yeah. like. Um, so, I mean, we'll find out. I know he's as good as gone. And although I love Carson Wentz, I have come to the conclusion that I think it's just better to move on because, I mean, we, we've dealt with this drama before after Foles won the Super Bowl when he got hurt. You know, and then the Eagles stuck with him. The Eagles paid him a $100 million contract. And, and then they drafted Jalen Hurts, which they shouldn't have done, but it is what it is. And... Um, it's just more drama. So I think it's just it's just time to move on. And you know, everybody's just expecting the Eagles to roll with Jalen Hurts. I, I I don't know if that's quite true. If they get enough compensation, they could. You know, if there's somebody they really like in the draft, which I'm hoping maybe Justin Fields. Fingers crossed. You know, that'd be sweet. Bring Justin Fields to Philly. I'd be happy, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, I do. I do like Jalen Hurts. Don't get me wrong. I like Jalen Hurts, but I mean. shit. I'll bet you wish now that they had fired Doug Peterson a little sooner and maybe talked to Urban. <laughs> well, they. I remember I reported that they that they talked to Ryan Day. Yeah, you did. That they talked to Ryan Day. That'd be cool too. Yep, but uh, um, but I mean, I like what Nick Sirianni. I like his. I like Nick Sirianni's. Background and and with quarterbacks, you know Andrew Luck. Yeah, 
Philip Rivers. Um, and then I also like his background with receivers too. Yeah, from um, the outside looking in, I'm much happier with the Eagles' pick of hiring a coach than so far the Packers' hiring of their new defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator. Oh, my God. We're going to have to talk about that in the post game of the Super Bowl because I'm just, like, baffled a little bit. Uh, that being said, I think our next topic is pregame. Super Bowl preview. Yep. Super Bowl preview. Uh, are you done with Eagles? For now. For now. We shall return. Super Bowl preview. What you think, what you got, what you like, what you don't like. Um, I mean, um, I know I like Andy Reid. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, um. Great pairing. Yeah. Vegas picks Chiefs to win. Uh, most everybody has Chiefs winning by a point or two. Um, I agree. I think Chiefs have this game. Uh, if they learned anything from the way Packers played the Buccaneers uh, defensively, they can definitely slow them down, get Rod or get Brady to throw picks, and I just think the the Chiefs are going to capitalize because Andy Reid knows how to call those those really timely plays um, to get the offense moving. I, I just don't see the Chiefs slowing down offensively like the Packers got stuck slowing down. Yeah, uh, I, I like the Chiefs too, but I'm not confident in it, I'll be honest. I know, because it's fucking Brady, and well, even it, though he might go out there and throw picks, somehow they might pull it out of their ass. I mean, it ain't just that it's Brady, man, but... He, that um, defense is... Whew. That whole team is just... it's. Yep. I mean, they... they they're stacked. They're, <laughs> they're loaded. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Kansas City's loaded, too. Yeah, especially on offense. But, um, yeah, not so much on defense, but definitely on offense. Um. Yeah, I I just hope it's a good game. I really don't. I don't want Brady to win because then if Brady wins, then I have to consider him to be the goat. Yeah. Um. Because I he, mean, you, you kind of have to consider him now. No, yeah. I don't because of it's because of why I say Peyton's the goat. I say Peyton's the goat. Um, because well, he breaks so many breaks. He, break, he was he was really the first of this generation to start breaking all these records. Yeah, you and know. then Super Bowls with multiple teams. And then Super Bowls with multiple teams. And then Brady, if Brady wins tonight, then I have to at least consider it, even though I still say he's a fucking cheater. I do too. It is what it is. <laughs> it's a new era. Out with the old, in with the new. Brady yeah. is going to... I hope he doesn't get injured or anything, but I hope he decides to retire after he gets his butt whooped. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but we'll see. <laughs> and maybe he'll, he'll come out and pretty and spray his pussy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady is out. Out for the Super Bowl. 
Alright, so are you ready for making your pick? You go first. Uh, are we going to pick a score too? Yeah. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going 34-27. I'm going Chiefs. I am going 35-34. Woo! Bucks miss a field goal at the end. There we go. Well, uh, Super Bowl starts in four minutes, guys. Yep. Cody, sign us out. What episode is this? Nine, right? Episode nine. That does it for episode nine of the Kai Damn Football Podcast. Yeah, yeah.